0: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the TraderCobb Crypto Show. It's an absolute pleasure and privilege to have a gentleman here who's come from a finance background as well, as well as marketing and whatnot, moved into blockchain a wee while ago. We'll get the story in just a second, and is now the founder of Clark Global Marketing and Chief Operating Officer of MarketX. His name is Kardeem Clark, and i have got him from New York, so thank you so much for your time today, Cardim.
1: Thank you, Craig. It's great to be here.
0: Nate, let's start by um, just getting a little bit of a background on, uh, I guess, on your history to date. Uh, what have you been up to? What brought you into the space and uh, what are you working on currently?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I think that really blockchain has been a part of my life for uh, the last, I'd say, almost five years now. Um, so my first, um, my first interface with blockchain was back in college. Um, my friends and I were buying um, big IDs to go out with, so we had to use Bitcoin um so that was my first interaction with it um and then later on in college i studied abroad in china where i was working for an investment bank and they had me doing research on the global fintech space and blockchain just kept coming up so i ended up going to a lot of blockchain events there in china um and then my final year of college in 2018 um i actually joined a cryptocurrency company um called alden which was focused on creating an exchange and wallet which is what I guess a lot of companies in the space do. Um, and uh, from there I kind of transitioned into the investing space later on um, when I was at Decimal. So um, after I graduated from college, I was both uh, working for that cryptocurrency company out in on the side and also at Merrill Lynch. And I was looking for investment and um, pretty much uh, I reached out to Decimal and offered to intern. And from there it's kind of turned into an investment manager Um, after a couple months and uh, just really went full into the blockchain space and then also through my marketing company offering services to a lot of blockchain companies too.
0: Fair enough so how on earth do you go from intern to investment officer in such a short space of time (laughs) because a lot of the listeners will be going I want to do that how'd you do it?
1: Yeah definitely so I mean something that did kind of help out uh, is that the founder um, actually interned for me back in college. Uh, it was this business that me and my friends started back in college, focused on selling, um, uh, buy or facilitating the buy, rental and selling of luxury clothing. And uh, pretty much I kept in touch with him and he actually, when he moved to San Francisco after leaving BU, um, started his own blockchain venture capital fund. So we kept in touch and he really trusted me. And from there, um, honestly, What really helped me grow in the company, I think was a lot of due due diligence. So being able to look at companies and provide really good due diligence reports was big. And then also just the fact that I do have an entrepreneurial background. Um, I think that just from all the failed businesses I've had in college, I've learned a lot of lessons. Mm -hmm. Um, So it made it very helpful for me to analyze um, different people uh, or different companies. Uh, And then another aspect of being an investment manager is actually running a team And also helping to grow the the fund, which is a business at the end of the day. So I I think that definitely my contributions there, uh, doing a lot of research and also networking. So I was able to speak at a lot of events was something that helped me um, uh, quickly grow within the business.
0: Yeah, no doubt, mate. Uh, A lot of failures. That's what's required before the success comes for many people. It's not very often you hit the ground and... uh... Have instant success. So um, we have all traveled that road, you're certainly the road less. Sorry, it's certainly not the road less traveled, that's for sure, for an entrepreneur. Now, I want to know a bit about your focus now because obviously, um, you know, you, you're over there at MarketX. You've you had a background, um, you know, as an investment advisor or whatnot with a uh, decimal advisory there through your mate's business and you're getting involved there. And, of course, you've got your marketing business. What, what is the focus for you right now, Kardeem? and why is the focus in that area?
1: Right, so um, I'll say the why first, and then I'll say what my focus is. So the why just kind of happens, Um, things just fall into place. I think that really for the past uh, year and a half since being out of college is really, I've put myself out there and done a a lot of different things. Uh, I don't think I've had a period of time where I've only had one job. Um, So just really just exploring different opportunities and seeing where uh, it really sticks. Uh, was how I kind of got to where I am now. Um, in terms of what my focuses are right now, uh, for one is my marketing company, Clark Global Marketing, where we provide uh, services to blockchain and canvas companies um, with helping them grow and also increasing their customer base and um, website development, a bunch of different things. Pretty much anything that you need marketing-wise. Um, and then my other focus is market Ventures, where um, pretty much where gradually incorporating technology into our business model but pretty much what we do is facilitate the trading or the secondary trading of late stage or pre-IPO companies. Um, In addition to that I'm also working part-time at this um, venture capital fund called Alpha Omega Partners um, which is focused on investing in the digital security space.
0: Wow so uh, safe to say you're quite busy at the moment mate.
1: Yeah, I have long days sometimes, <laughs> um, but definitely I, I I really love what I do.
0: So what I mean when we talk back to uh, the company that you are the founder of, the Clark Global Marketing. What sort of businesses, I mean, I hear you're on the secondary market, you know, with um, basically OTC, if people want to exit uh, a business or exit their, their holding or whatnot. I understand that side of things. But When it comes to marketing, um, are you looking at more marketing of a project, different businesses in the space, helping other businesses to find talent? I mean, because there's so many different areas for marketing, um, whether it be trying to attract a client or trying to, attract a, a new member of staff for, uh, for hire. Um, what areas are you most comfortable working within?
1: Right, definitely. So I think there's like four areas that we work with. Um, to start, I'll talk about how we kind of benefit the blockchain space. Um, so for instance, I would say a big part of marketing for blockchain companies is translating. So it's taking the really complicated technology and complicated concepts and making it more digestible for both investors and also consumers um, so with that being said in terms of marketing uh, when you look at the blockchain space is a very global space so you have a lot of companies um, a lot of our clients are coming from China and want to move to the US and build a presence here or we even have clients in Europe too who want to come to the US and build a presence so that's one of the services that we do offer is helping them with doing that through um, digital marketing content generation and um, all other things that we offer Um, in addition, we do help with, uh, helping companies increase their sales. So a lot of blockchain companies, they're getting to the point where it's like, they, they've developed their product, but business development is just not there yet. And they can't really afford to hire a big team. So what we will do is create like a consulting plan and even execute it for them if need be for how to expand their network of, of, um, prospective clients and then reach out to those clients. Um, additionally, hmm?
0: yeah, I was just going to say, okay, carry on.
1: Yeah. And we also uh, help out on the investor relations consulting side where a lot of startups are raising money, which is, I guess, what a startup needs to do. Um, So we help out with creating a strategy for that, helping to possibly revamp the business and kind of gear it towards making sure that it's attractive to investors. Um, For instance, one of our clients, Dora Hacks, um, they're currently going through a crowdfunding campaign on the Republic. And we're pretty much providing the marketing services to run that campaign in order to attract investors to it, um, being that it is a digital security offering.
0: Okay, fair enough. When you say bringing sales to a blockchain operating company, of course, one of the things that we see in the space often is um, a real lack of revenue. Uh, And if there is revenue, it's very difficult to know where it's coming from because, of course, these are not PLCs. These are not companies that that have information so readily available. We just sort of have to trust people within those Telegram groups and the information feeds like emails and Slack channels and whatever else. So when it comes to sales, I mean, what sort of sales are these types of companies looking for? Can can you give us an example? Because I I love hearing that word. um, Because if you're helping a a blockchain company with sales, and it means they've got a product, one would have to imagine. So, you know, how many of these companies is there actually rubber hitting the road there? And um, have you got any examples for us?
1: Yes, definitely. So I would say that, yeah, definitely the first, uh, the first roadblock in a lot of blockchain companies is even getting the product out in the first place. So I would say once they do get to that point, then um, we pretty much help hide blockchain. So I think a big thing with selling blockchain is not showing that blockchain is doing anything. So it's kind of thinking about, uh, like, why do you use certain technologies or certain products? It's not because of the technology below it or the underlying technology is more so about the benefits that it brings to you. So whenever we are trying to sell this, we're really trying to sell the the, the benefits of it, right? Like a lot of people don't know how a email works. Um, they don't know how the TCP IP um, protocol works. I think that's what it's called, but they, they don't know how that works. They only know the benefits of email. So that's really what we try to push when we are selling it. Um, for instance, uh, our client, our one of our biggest clients store hacks uh, provides um, blockchain consulting services to companies to help incorporate blockchain as their model in order to solve different issues. So what we do is instead of really, uh, I guess, emphasizing the blockchain aspect, we more so emphasize uh, kind of some of the benefits that it'll bring to their company uh, versus the other competitors in the space. Um, so that's kind of one of our major focuses is kind of making it so that blockchain is no longer the start of the show. And then after we do that, Um, changing their sales materials to communicate the benefits more than just blockchain. Um, We then reach out to a lot more of the traditional people in the space and try to convince them that this is a good idea to use.
0: Got it. So, so when it comes to sales, it's about the communication of a message, an idea, an ideal, rather than an actual product, because um, that was what got me really interested. I was like, oh, what's he got out there that's actually got some products to sell? <laughs> because product- exactly revenue. Because um, you, know, you know, what it's like at At the moment, it's still um, it's still really, 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 really difficult. For a lot of these projects to have a product to get to market and look, that's because things take time you know you look at the icos that are out there that have that have not performed the ones that have performed well often there's not a great deal of difference between the two except for marketing and, and that's why it's such a valuable part of the industry and the ecosystem is to make sure that message is clear and of course clear and honest are two different things uh hopefully we can be clear and honest going forward but um I mean, what what have you seen change over the years? I mean, obviously, you have bounced around a little bit uh, between right. different firms and whatnot. Now, creating your own. What's been the biggest change over the last few years? You've been involved as far as um, the space goes and the people involved.
1: I think that the biggest change is we've matured. Um, people have gone from being focused on the Lambos to now focused on their laptops and getting work actually done, which I really love to see. Um, I would say that for sure with a lot of the businesses that I've seen, um, I think through Eight Decimal Capital, I've gotten the most exposure to, um, to businesses in the space. And I would say during my time there, um, even I saw a huge change in the way that people did approach things. So I do definitely see that people are becoming more mature in terms of their mindsets. Um, and I think that's also a result of higher quality talent entering the space. Mm-hmm. Um, also. So I think that really the space has gone to the point where we're in grind mode right now and everyone's just building. And I think that right now we're just building. Um, but I see in 2020 where we're going to see the fruits of our labor.
0: Yes, well, there has been certainly a lot of labour going on at a lot of places. That's for sure. Now, you, your very interest, or so deep interest, is as we spoke to prior to the interview hitting record, is in the digital security space. Now, I have a big interest in this space as well for a number of obvious reasons. But the one that makes the most sense to me is if you're overseas, and you know, someone like yourself, Cardiomi, we, we do a lot of international travel. If I happen to come down ill uh, in a China that isn't English speaking, uh, and that has happened before. I remember when I was younger in Spain, I, I got very sick and, um, you know, I'm trying to communicate with these doctors who are brilliant doctors, but not brilliant at understanding an Australian accent mm-hmm. as being Spanish. So, um, I mean, the, the information and the security of that information, had that been able to come across... Uh, It's not very difficult to translate words in written form. They would have known exactly my history and would have been able to help me a lot quicker. That's a wonderful use case for uh, digital security, uh, owning your own information and whatnot. That's just one singular example. What is it that drives you within the digital security space? And what do you see as the future of that space going forward, mate?
1: Right. So I think that definitely coming from traditional finance. um, I was at Merrill Lynch. I, I loved my job and everything, but every day I was sitting there was like, what am I working on right now? This thing is going to probably go away or die in the next 10 years. And the really, really the big thing for the digital security space that I see is changing the way that everyone invests. So there's a couple issues here. Uh, Um, so right now, I've been in the process of taking the series seven and sixty three, and I'm reading and I'm studying. And these laws are from 1934 or 1933 or 1940. Um, those those are the three main years. And it's like the laws need to change. Yeah, we had the Jobs Act come out in 2012, which is allowing for people to uh, do a crowdfunding campaign from unaccredited investors up to a million dollars, but. I think that the biggest thing is that there's too much friction in the investment space where there's the friction in terms of income and then also friction in terms of geographic barriers. So I'm really excited to see how digital securities will one, um, encourage governments to now reconsider their securities laws. Uh, For instance, yesterday I just signed a letter from um, Security Token Market that they submitted to the SEC about some recommendations on how they can change the securities laws to make it more appealing for investors and also to make it uh, more exact in terms of uh, regulating these digital securities. Um, And then another thing in terms of income, I think that it's really um, making governments think about is the current investment space attractive for normal people, right? Like I'm not an accredited investor. I can't invest in uh, in a VC-backed business right now. However, I think that with the new digital security space, it's it's making fractional investing a lot easier, which makes um, crowdfunding a lot more attractive. And then another thing too is that for uh, VC funds when they're investing. So as a VC fund, you're investing and you probably don't expect to get your money back for another five to seven years. However, a lot of funds um, that, that might not work out for their investors. So I think that the digital security space will provide them with a way to exit their investments earlier by having these um, digital securities on exchanges and being able to be tradable. Um, And then just also for the startups too, I think as they do offer their employees um, equity options, uh, which has become a very common thing now, as an employee, you do have those options, but those options won't pay your bills. So this is also a way for um, the people who are employees of these Businesses to exit partial parts of their um, of their equity in the startup that they're working for, so I think that really is going to streamline the whole investment process. But I still think that the industry is very nascent, so there's a lot more work to be done before we really see the 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 true benefits of this revolution.
0: Fair enough, mate. Well, look, there's a huge amount that needs to be done, of course. We do continue to grow within the space. Uh, We do see the volatility increase. Um, It continues to be wild out there, of course, with barks coming in uh, just 24 hours or so ago. We have seen some quite interesting market reactions. We've seen the market when it goes down, everyone blames it on manipulation. But When it goes up, everyone says that it's organic growth. It's gonna be very interesting to see what goes on for the next few years. You'll be there, I'll be there, Cardima. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you, mate. Can you just tell us where we can find out more information Uh, about yourself and the projects that you're working with?
1: Yes, definitely. I think that my LinkedIn is probably the best source. Kadeem, K-A-D-E-E-M, Clark, C-L-A-R-K-E. If you look me up on LinkedIn, uh, you'll find me there. I post articles uh, once a week almost. And I post on LinkedIn probably every day and posting either about projects that I'm working with or um, just um, news in the space or anything like that. So that'll be the best way to reach out to me feel free to message me and I'll message
0: back. Sounds good, mate. Well, once again, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for your time today, Cardim, the COO of MarketX, as well as the founder of Clark Global Marketing. Thanks for your insights and viewpoints, mate. I appreciate it. Have a fantastic day, everyone, and I'll speak to you again very soon. Bye for now. Thanks for your time.